Hey everybody, it's Dan here from Real Brave, another podcast, video podcast, waiting for Kevin to come out. Uh, we had a good show this weekend, it was very exciting. Hey guys, you did great this weekend, right? Yes. Everybody? Yeah. We have fun? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's that inspiration we had a show this weekend so it's the inspiration to move forward and that's part of uh, practice is being able to see the results right because once you get frustrated in anything um, I'm just talking about practice for a really long time because we're doing our 30-day practice workshop which I'd love to talk about at some point but the uh, the thing about any show any performance so when you get on stage and you've given someone a dose of your work, it's inspiration to move forward. So, oh, I'm going to take this off. So again, my name is Daniel Powers, and I'm very humbled to, to be your humbled guest as we wait for Kevin. If you have any comments about uh, Real Brave, what we're doing, I'd love to hear it and love to talk to you and chat with you. In fact, I'm going to talk to some people right now and get them on because uh, it's fun. And if you can't hear me, let me know, because we still have technical problems. I, I broke my interface last time. I broke my face. Broke my face. All right. Tell me how you're doing. Hit me up. Where's Kevin when you need him? Today we're gonna talk about some news, because that's kind of fun. Uh, Christmas music. And uh, we also have a special guest. We're going to talk to one of our students about uh, his experience in learning and get a first-hand view of what that's like. Hey, learning is a process. Like I was saying before, I was filming videos for this workshop and uh, talking about practice all day. It really makes me think of the, the process of learning. Like, I learn differently. And the reason why I learn differently is only because uh, just who I am, I guess, right? Uh, but with, I, I like to learn by doing. And, and if I'm doing something, say like if I'm learning like a computer program, I can have it side by side. I, can, I just eat it up. If you're going to test me on it, I'm probably not going to do that great. I think part of like, maybe you agree with me, maybe part of the... Real Brave Radio. Maybe part of the, the whole uh, issue with the learning system these days is um, testing. But let's not talk about that. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Dan. Nice to see you again. Good. I got one of your titles here. Let's see. Oh, good. Yeah, what's this one? Ah, yes. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> Memories on the phone on the You know what's funny is that this movie didn't come out yet. Really? No, it's coming out soon. Interesting. No, it's not interesting. That's why it's probably going to be out for two seconds. Oh, okay. Um, I'm still not going to see it. Though. No? All right. Well, last week we talked about cats. Um, that's going to be our cat discussion for quite some time. We're for, not going to talk for, about that. For 2019. Yeah. Uh, I did get this video of you um, doing something you love. Yes. Kevin, what are we doing today? We are learning some Christmas songs, plays. Dan. Audio. Okay, what Christmas songs are you learning, Kevin? Among the most so classic of them yeah. all. Yeah. Right now we're we're working on um, 
We're gonna start right where the verse starts. Okay. Uh, I think it actually does play like it. It's, it's really good. <laughs> this video is Kevin playing his favorite song of all time with a student. He's a really talented student, by the way. And I caught him in doing E flat bar chords. Actually, we're not there yet. Alright. So we got. What's the name of the song? Um. All I want for Christmas is you. Yes. Yep. Here's the thing, though. What? Personal preferences aside, in terms of what I like, what I like more than other things. If my student likes a song and he wants to learn the song, <laughs> I'm 110% all about learning that song. I'm totally getting everybody to to, to learn that song with you. Um, I really hope so. And uh, Kanye loves it, too. Kanye's a big, big fan. He's a huge fan. He wrote of... that song, actually. Didn't he go out with Mariah Carey? I don't know, maybe. Well, is it is it is the setup of the song any good? Is the is the Are we talking about the, the harmonically? Yeah, like is it any good? So it's in the key of G. Um, and it goes to the four chord C. And then what you could be described as either a C minor with an E flat in the bass. Or just an E flat chord, which case would be the uh, the flat six of the key of G. Uh -huh. So structurally speaking, and and um, theoretically speaking, it, it holds up. It holds up pretty good. Um, it goes to this. The sixth and the two five one. It's it's a pretty straight ahead in terms of popular music. Um, I think that that min that C minor is it's pro probably defining characteristic as in the song Creep, and that again that's folks at home. I know you're all big theory heads. It's that minor that that minor plagal cadence. So if we're talking about cadences. We're talking about how songs or, or phrases resolve. So the most common in Western music, the most common cadence. Would be a authentic, uh, yeah, an authentic cadence, which would be from the five chord to the one chord. Ta da, right? Mm -hmm. So do a plagal cadence. Now you got to think of uh, Handel's Hallelujah chorus. That's very four. churchy. That's the four going to one. It's a plagal cadence. Yeah, it's a amen. Very churchy. And so what that song does, as does Creep, as does other songs, is takes that four chord and makes it a minor chord. Amen. That's so boring. Um, and it goes to the five of six. That's so the secondary dominant, which in the key of G would be the B7 chord going to an E minor. Uh, I think I, I'm not bored by it. I'm I know you it. love it, I'm, I, but uh, it's it just... taking the air out of my balloons right now. <laughs> yes. That air horn. Hey, man. To each his own, right? Uh, how do you teach theory without, and make it fun? Um, 
it, it takes a, uh, a special kind of learner, somebody who's interested in it. If, if one of my students, they're, if they're not really interested in it, I won't dive too deep into it. Um, I do have students who like, that kind of stuff blows their mind, and then we can get like deeper into the physics of it. Like um, Paul, who will be on later. Um, I, I talked about it. Uh, Paul he, McCartney. He's a, a scientist by trade. Um, science. So uh, we've talked about how sound waves interact with each other in, in certain ways that make this want to resolve to this. Yeah. The science behind it? Yeah. Like the physics. Right. The physics and, and the, the neurology, science. too, which I am not, I'm not a physicist. I'm not a neurologist. Well, this is interesting. So can we talk about that with him? Yeah, a little bit, I think. He's more of a uh, chemistry guy, I think. All right. So music hits people in different ways. Yes. For me, it hits the heart. For other people, it hits the brain. Sure. Does it hit the heart and the brain is the question. Um, does it hit the gut? I've been hitting the gut before by some... But that, it's hitting your heart. What about the hips? I think it hits your hit, hit your heart first, and then it hits your hips. Um, that's a really interesting area of discussion. It is. I have not prepared any remarks. We can also talk about how shiny my forehead is. It's uh, it's pretty shiny. weren't you doing some shot shooting earlier? I, I we didn't. We were doing test shooting. They didn't make up you up. We didn't do makeup today. Oh, okay. Uh, but heart, heart and brain. So we've got um, it's the Wizard of Oz of music, right now, folks. And courage. Only at Real Brave. At uh, Real Brave, courage, <laughs> courage. <laughs> um, if you're out there, hit us up at Real Brave Inc. Come on now. I I like a little bit of both, honestly. Um, there are there are certain movements in music that like that pull those those heartstrings. Like the the old standby of going to that oh that minor chord and then that that's classic yeah you're talking you singing let it be um, I'm singing let it be don't stop believing uh, 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 can you feel the love tonight uh, you know what that'd be an interesting thing to do. All those songs in the four chords. Do do like a medley of, of chords, like how it's like four chords are fifty songs, right? That yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Take on me, take on me, take me, take on me. If you start that progression, actually no, we'll do another one. start that chord progression on the second chord in the progression start on the A minor uh huh how long how long will I stay 
What is it? One five one four. One five six four. One five six four. That's it. That's right. One five six four. Okay, so one five six four. These are two hundred songs that uh, use one five six four. So one five six four, even for like a, a silly, not knowing so much music theory nerd, is is a very. It, they're they're popular chords that are in a key. I forgot how that goes. What? Beast of burden? Yeah. Never be your beast of burden. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the groove. So that's maybe. Or I think it? it's in the wrong key. It could be this. The beast of burden. Yeah, it's cut time, that's why. Never be your beast of burden. Figure it out. Where, where, where'd you find that? That's, uh, That's the B. 12th down, because I didn't recognize any of those other ones. Yeah. A Letter to Elise. You didn't know A Letter to Elise by The Cure? No. Strong with your throat. Uh, <laughs> Demons, I've taught that one, but I forget how it goes. Imagine, imaginary Dragons. Imaginary um, Dragons. Which, update on that. So, um, yeah. this concert, um, we said we weren't going to play Believer, but we did. You did? Yep. We had a concert this weekend. I was talking about it. Popular demand. Oh, man, it was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. On this very stage where we're sitting right now. Yes, this very stage. And uh, I'm, I'm proud of everybody. I, I'm proud of you. Thanks. Oh, you're welcome. Back to the 200 songs you play with uh, the same chords over and over again. You're in the key of C. Down Under yep. by Men at Work. Right? I guess so. <laughs> and uh, Forever Young? No. I wanna be Yeah. No. Going? Nope. Hair? Lady Gaga? Who made this list? It's. There are hey, more Soul songs Sister. than this. That's definitely. Hey, Soul Sister. Same four chords. No woman, no cry. I was just singing a song last time. No woman, no cry. No scrubs. I don't want no scrubs. Scrub is a guy who can't get no love yeah. from me. That's not right. That's got to be a. No, I don't want no scrub. A scrub is a guy who can't get no love. So that's a six, four. Five one. They screwed up. So it's technically a one five six four, but it starts on the six, which in that case you might want to analyze it in the minor, which would be one to a six, the flat six to the flat, uh, flat three to the whatever. Seven. Okay. One six three seven seven three three seven. You like Alicia Keys? I do. This tune, my daughter Avery used to sing over, over and over and over and over again, which is No One. Cool. No one, no one. Okay. I keep wanting to do this. <laughs> if you caught that. Pork and beans. 
Push Max, uh, Matchbox 20, right here waiting by Richard Marks. It's a terrible 80s song. Um, I don't know how to play this. Oh, is it? It's a. Get it. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's a tiny guitar. It's a tiny guitar. Wherever you go, you've listened to it and you were. Yeah. That's how I know most of these songs. For you. <laughs> it's a terrible song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't say that. It's a well-crafted song played a thousand times. And that's what makes it terrible. What's that? Uh, I think that's Party in the USA. Oh. Something. Okay. <laughs> Under the bridge. Uh. Alright, but here's the thing. Yep. These aren't in the same key. No, no, none of them are. So they should be in the same key. I think that would make sense. The average listener would go, oh, yeah, yeah. So it should be same chord, same key. That's, that's I think, would be the trigger. So there's probably maybe 20% of that is in C, and then like a lesser percent in other keys. That's, that would be my guess. Under the bridge is E. Is in E. Yes. I think. Uh, yes. Yes, because it got that big E major um, seventh chord. <laughs> Walking disaster. I don't know what that is. Uh, with or without you. Yep. Anyway, so there's a lot of songs that. Uh, so and they use the same chords. And the we the reason we got onto this was because we were asking, you know, do you, does it hit the head or the heart? And I feel like this chord progression has traditionally for decades, if not centuries, or even perhaps millennia. Millennia, that's bold. Probably centuries. Millennia, I don't think. Really. The 12 tone row hasn't come around until around, let's say, 800. Music historians don't correct me, or do correct me, because I'm always looking to learn. Um, what was it? Oh, yeah, so it's just probably centuries, this one, five, six, four. Um, for some reason has made us go, oh, or at least maybe made us feel nostalgic in some sort of way, or, because it starts in a happy place, it starts in a very happy, I'm home, right? Mm -hmm. Home key, and then, okay, well, this is uh, less stable, but I'm anticipating going back home, but then all of a sudden, oh, where am I? I'm lost. Oh, there's the light, and I'm back home. That's that's kind of how I look at that. All right. Um, Leonard Cohen, I mean, he took those chords and in the song Hallelujah. Yeah. He's literally talking music theory during the song. The fourth, the fifth, the minor fall, the major lift. Battle King composing Hallelujah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, there are definitely certain emotions attached to certain chords or progressions of chords or... Um, melodies or even rhythms and all, all of music yeah there's a huge emotional aspect to it because we're emotional creatures right so that's where the divide for me personally happens is that the science gets in the way of the music that's not to say that it's wrong I'm just saying that for me personally I'd rather feel it than to analyze it well what 
would be some music that you feel like uh, is like more analytically geared that hits the head maybe before or more than the heart? A well-crafted song, if I'm learning it, and like, as I'm learning the parts, I'm lo- I'm seeing how it was put together. Right. Then I'll be like, okay, this is this is very well done. But is there anything off the top of your head, like specifically, like genre or or song or or artists or any of those that that like for example, like I think like bebop, bebop jazz. Yeah, it's very uh, it's very head heady, heady, head oriented, brain oriented. To a certain degree. I mean, there are certain that like will like hit me and be like, "Oh yeah, I feel that." But it's like, I don't know, because a lot of jazz and funk, like, I feel it, but not in the same way as like a one five six four. I feel like, uh, like yeah, like in the pocket, <laughs> feel good, kind of thing. Yeah. But then there are some stuff that's like they're thinkers. They're they're real thinkers. I'm not a thinker. In music. Oh, I had one of those. So, um, Christina is asking me if I know John Sullivan. Oh my God, yes. We were just having this conversation. That's how we know each other. He's my cousin. Oh, so you know him. Probably know him pretty well. Yeah. Not everybody knows their cousin very well. Well, he's... Hey, Brendan, how are you? Brandon's watching. Hey, Brandon. Thank you for watching, bud. How's the printer business going? Uh, Christina. There's a joke in there. I'm going to think about it. You, you talk. Okay, you think about the joke. Yes, uh, that's my cousin, and that's how we know each other. Uh, I believe there's a connection there. That's why I look familiar. <laughs> What a small world. I'm just, I'm having like a flashback right now. Um, if you want to pontificate on that on, online, that's great. But now we know that that's how we know each other. And that is funny because she does look really familiar to me. Okay. She knows my cousin, John. Oh, okay. Cool. She, she walked out here. She said, you look really familiar to me. I'm like, it's a small world. Uh, one of our students here used to work with my sister-in-law. She was like, are you related to, to Brian Bagar? And I said, yeah. She's like, oh yeah, I worked with Brooke. I was like, oh, cool. And it was like a small world moment. It, it, it's a small world after all. Is that in one, 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 one five, six, four, five? It's a small world after all. It's a small world after all. It's a small world after all. It's a small, small world. There's no six in that. If you want to have a terrible time, go to Disney World and wait in that line. Sure. Okay. So, uh, um, what else did Christina say? We shared Thanksgiving. Yes. Yes, we did share Thanksgiving. Okay. How long ago was that? That must be now. Yeah, that can't be recent memory. Side note: I thought of a great joke. Uh, Brandon has the printer business. Brendan. Brendan has the printer business. I tried to think of a joke, but I haven't an inkling of what to say. I'm sorry. I'll go. Brendan says he's. I asked him how the the printer business is. And he says he's trying to make some paper. Oh! Uh, <laughs> I feel so embarrassed for myself for not thinking of that. 
<laughs> I'm really good on puns. You are. You missed it. Thank you, Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. 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 Thanks, Brandon. Bagar. That, that was it. That was perfect. Thank you. I said it today, though. I was like, Kevin Bagar. 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 It's a small world. After all. <laughs> That's crazy. My mind is blown. Uh, Kevin, play Last Christmas, please. This is Nicholas. Mm-hmm. That's um, Christina's little boy. This is, uh, this is uh, our friend... Um, George Michael. George Michael. And wham. Can I get the lyrics? It's too early for Christmas. Right? Didn't we discuss this already? Yes, and uh, I believe the consensus was that Christmas began on November 1st, and then we'll take a little break next week to give thanks, and then Christmas will resume until January 10th. <laughs> we discussed that if you missed it... Um, If you missed it a couple weeks ago, we discussed that. You have Halloween. Doom, gloom, zombies, killing, blood, destruction. The very next day now, I'm giving my heart away to Christmas. Last Christmas. Santa Claus is coming to town the very next day, so it's very confusing. I don't know how you're going to sell that to children. Uh, Santa, we want Santa Claus to come to town. Totally. 100%. He needs to come to town. Does he need to come to, come to town after you're wearing a zombie costume? Is a question that I want answered. What, is, what does Santa go as for Halloween? Santa goes... <laughs> as Mrs. Claus. Okay. 2019. Because it's okay. Christmas all year long. That's right. Uh... We've got people talking. This is nice. So... Isn't that the right key, though? Last Christmas? This is the right key. This year, save me from tears. I'll give it to someone special. Last Christmas, gave you my heart. Very next day, you gave it away. This year, save me from tears, give it to someone special. I don't want to do that anymore. Santa comes right after Halloween. That's right, Nicholas. You're a very good musician, my friend. I'm very jealous. Thank you. You're welcome. I had great teachers growing up. Oh. Who's your teacher? Uh, my first uh, Please comment, guys. Please comment. I love it. Well, I, before I started having any teachers, I had Google. And that Google, <laughs> Google only got me so far. Okay. Um, then I started taking lessons at a place in Midland Park, and my teacher's name was First Ed. His name was First Ed? Oh, no, Ed. That would be amazing if his name... He would be... That would be amazing. Well, his his name could, his band name could have been First Ed instead of like First Aid. First, first Ed. Ed. Oh. All right, sorry. And then, um, so yeah, I uh, my my first teacher's name was Ed, and then my t- second teacher's name was Fred. Ed was very clean cut looking. 
There he is. There he is. Um, Fred had like long, shaggy hair and a beard. Okay. I think it was Fred who showed me uh, um, smoke on the water. We gave you a chair. All right. And then after that, uh, big shout out to Willie Dalton of the Dalton Gang. <clears throat> we have to move over. We got, we got our special guest is here. Yes. Very. Uh, um, I'm. Uh, I'm excited to say smarter than us. Yes. Well, you chose, you've chosen a career outside music. We're going to have to move over a little bit more. <laughs> it's a small stage, after all. Wait, where's the... Where's the uh... It's a small stage. So the camera is there. Yeah, the, the camera's over there. Okay. Um, cool. I think your head's cut off a little bit, though. You, you okay with that? Uh, it's just after Halloween. It's okay. Yeah. It's all good. You want to introduce yourself? Sure, sure. Uh, I'm Paul Thorne. I'm one of the students here. Uh, is this a real brave podcast? It is. Okay. It's live. Look out. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been taking lessons here for uh, a little over a year, maybe a year and a couple months. And um, when I'm not doing music, I'm doing consulting and attempting to be a parent. <laughs> We all are, except for Kevin. No, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not attempting. Yeah, that. I, I, have, I, have, I have two kids, um, one nine and one twelve. One who may be one of your students. Oh, cool! Uh, and probably after the new year. Oh, so. we'll, we'll keep that. Santa Claus is coming to town. Terrific. Um, yes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show Paul Thorne. All right. He uh, is uh, one of my students. One of my adult students. Um, you're actually nine years old, aren't you? He's young at heart. Young at heart. Maturity level, maybe. <laughs> I had the honor of uh, performing with Paul this past Sunday at uh, the concert, uh, the or the Real Brave New Jersey Fall concert, and it was a blast. You want to you want to talk about that? What song you played? Sure, sure. Yeah, we that? did. Um, we did "Hurt Like Mine" by uh, the Black Keys, and. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Black Keys, and um, it's one of their earlier songs. That their earlier stuff is kind of more—I don't know—I guess it's a little bit more raw. Uh, it's bluesy. Yeah, it's bluesy. It's, bluesy. it's, yeah. it's kind of the earlier stuff where it's really just Dan uh, and and Pat on drums, and it was—and that's kind of where I like them really the most. Mm. And um, it's got a good, you know, a riff to it that I like. That kind of repetitive, but then you know, it's got a bunch of. Uh, little, you know, mini solos or lines that kind of give the song character uh, yeah. as you play through. So that's what I, I really liked about it's a, it. It's a good exercise in finger picking. It's a good exercise in these blues licks and E. And uh, it was a lot of fun to play. It was fun to come up with a bass line for it. I bet. Come up with a bass line. Yeah, because it doesn't have. The original song is just guitar and drums. And that's it. So I was just make, kind of making it up. He didn't have a guitar pickup, bass pickup when he plays it, like when he played it, or? I'm not sure. Because that's the thing. Like you have the bass pickup on, a, on an electric guitar, and then you it just it, all it's doing is just mimicking what you're playing on the guitar. Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, I knew that. I, maybe I'm not, <laughs> not that bright. That was one of the highlights of the show for me, though, was when we first started. Because you had to leave right before that, right? I did. Um, we started that, and we George counted it off, mm -hmm. and it was one, two. Then we both did three, four. Yeah, that was that was good times. Um, yeah, it, it was good, and it, um, 
for some reason, when we've been, the few songs, and we, we worked on a song earlier in the lessons with finger picking techniques, and for some reason to me that comes a little bit more naturally. Uh, we talked about it, um, the when my fingers are in contact with the strings rather than kind of secondarily through a pick, right. I, I feel I have a better better control, better feel for what's going on. Yeah, you know, right. geographically, like if you're, because we have five fingers we use to pick. and Sometimes. And, you know, that thumb can pretty much alternate between the top two strings. It's, you get a really good handle on knowing where your hand is based right. on what string you're feeling at any given moment. Um, picking in itself is, is a very, it's, a, it's an involved technique and there's a lot of nuance to it. We've got a question here from, uh, I don't know if this is Christina or if it's her son. It probably is. That sounds like a Nick question. Anyway, so Kevin, what's your favorite song? Um, my favorite song. But your favorite what? <laughs> my favorite song, which which probably the only person <laughs> listening to this podcast will actually know, is the song "Horn." Oh boy, by Fish. That's I love that. Song. I love that song. I did. I wrote a, a harmonic analysis on it, um, and it's just it's so beautiful. Um, it's it's one of those things we were talking about. The, I'll show you how to do that correctly later. <laughs> uh, it's one of those. It's one of those. We were talking about um, if the song hits you in the heart or in the head yes. or in the brain. Which one I wanted to talk about with you? If the song hits you in the head, um, to try to put ice on it. But it's one of those songs. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you, you, Nicholas. No, it is Nicholas that asked. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a great question, Nick. Um, it's one of those songs that hits me both because. I, at first glance, when you listen to it, it's like, you know, it's got that melody. Um, mm -hmm. uh, da, 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 or, but, that's a thing. Listen for my horn. For my horn. And it modulates through, I think, three or four different keys, and it's got this, like, nice soaring melody, and then the guitar, and he switches to the distortion on, on the. Oh, it's just. Here's the problem. <laughs> Here's the problem. We've done ten of these. Yeah. This is the eleventh. Oh, it is. And every single one, you've managed to stick fish in there. Something. That's not a problem. That is a problem for most of the general public. So what you're saying is I talk about fish too much. No, I think the only reason why you want to do this is because you're trying to spread false propaganda about a band that doesn't really exist. Oh, uh, really in your mind. And all you guys, all you guys, like, it's just, it happens once a year. And everybody goes to Madison Square Garden. <laughs> they point up at the sky, and then everybody's wondering why. That can't be true. <laughs> this they, is, you're lying. I, I'm not? I don't know about it? I, well, what about, I've, I have concert, t I've, I've gone to concerts. I remember them, clearly. Like, uh, just fish enthusiast. Huh? Well, you want to explain that so, before, um, we, before I destroy this segment? Right. Uh, so, uh, Nick, if that's you asking, um, the band Fish, spelled with a PH, is a Vermont-based uh, jam band. They oh. came to fruition, I guess, mid-'80s. They formed in '82 at the University of Vermont with Trey Anastasio, John Fishman, and uh, at the time... Page, right? Page? And Page. Was, yeah. No, no, it was Mike. No, Page was at another college, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. He yeah. was uh, somewhere else. Um, Page came on later, and in 1980. Eight, they released Junta. Mm -hmm. um, Fish Rocks. Fish Rocks. Thank you, Sarah, Sarah Lords. Lords. Sarah Lords, it's nice to meet you the other day. Thanks so much for coming on and watching. Anyway, both better. Yeah. Ooh, I, I, I'm not going to comment on that because I love both bands. Anyway, Fish is a band, Nick. 
fish is a pan. And you keep coming to lessons with me. I'll, I'll show them to you next time. It's like the question, uh, what came first, the the chicken or the egg? So what came first, uh, Grateful Dead or the fish? Great, great. And Grateful oh. Dead came first. Quite. And um, just like this little meme suggests. Oh, man. Um, you blowing it. I just blew it. <laughs> you blew it! I, I totally question. blew it. Get out of there, sir. Lord. Come on. Get out of there. Just like this meme suggests uh, <laughs> so it's the other day. It's The Rock saying... So is this Grateful Dead CD almost over? And then looks at the girl and she says, this is still the first song and he looks back. That's hilarious. Because that's true. Thanks. All right, so enough of that stuff. Are you, are you asking me to reel it in? Uh, so talk and to me about... you dad when you come up with that. Talk to me about... So you said you're a consultant. Sure. All right. Sure, but that means like <laughs> that means like you get paid for stuff. I get paid to well, I guess in a sense I get paid to solve other people's problems. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I'm an environmental consultant, uh, which this can get really boring really fast. So, so well, we've I'll, been I'll listening try to, to, I'll try to give the. We spent the first 15 minutes talking about music theory. Yes. Okay. So, um, in what I do for a living, um, there's lots of companies who have made a lot of messes over many years, particularly in New Jersey, yep. old industries. So they've spilled oil, they spilled chemicals, they've gotten things uh, into the soil, into the groundwater. Bad stuff. Um, so fast forward a couple decades, now the government and everybody says, hey, you need to clean that up. But they, these companies are in the business of making whatever they make, whether they make, you know, gas and oil or they make pharmaceuticals or whatever. So They're not in the business of cleaning the environment enough. So that's why they hire people like me to come and figure out what it is. And mostly what I do is investigations. Okay. Uh, so I go and sam do sampling for soil and groundwater and, and try to figure out what it is, how bad it is, where it is. And then we come up with the solutions for what we need to do about it. But you have a science background. Yes. Do you yep. went to school for the science? Yes, I went to school for biology. Uh, so that's smart stuff. This is not talking. We're not talking about fish anymore. We're talking about smart stuff. No. Although I, I would not say that music is not smart stuff. No, no, no. It is. <laughs> it is. But we. This is so. This is the jump off. Okay. So okay. We, we started the discussion, and I thought this was a great place to discuss. So we music to me mm -hmm. is heart or head, and it's hard to have both. So it, heart. I'm. I'm more. I. Li you know. I'm an auditory li a learner. So I'm someone that can listen. You're like okay, 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 and then it just comes out, just like that, right? Can I do it again? Thank you. Uh, I'm also an immersion learner, so like if I'm doing both, I can. Mm -hmm. The the theory portion of it, I could do. I don't enjoy it. I can't add it. Like Kevin can analyze a song and sit there sure. and go, oh, "That's one, that's six, five, that's this." I could kind of see that. I understand it. I can have a conversation, just like generally. So. Do you come from the heart because of your background? Or are you coming from the head? Are you listening? Are you like, are this is... I think as a... a I'm as in a the Dorian fan, mode right now. As a fan, when I'm listening to music, like the kind of music that, that draws me in, um, that's definitely all heart. Because what, what gets me into a band when I want, you know, when I want to listen to something, um, if I like it, I really am not spending a lot of time thinking about how they're making it or what, you know, or... You know, it's it's how does it move you, and that's yeah. that's kind of what gets me in the door. I think, huh. 
when it comes to playing, I mean, there's a there's a head part of it. There's a mechanical part. You need to physically do certain things. To but make. isn't that just instinct? It's not necessarily just. It is well for me. Like I have, I have a much bigger background in singing than I have in instrumentals. Um, so I used to, I, all throughout, you know, middle school all the way through college, I did music and theater, and, you know, I I wish my and I, I could sing, but I can't explain to anybody how to sing. That's like true. to me, it's like that's all heart. I couldn't, you know, I know how to hear a sound and reproduce that sound. And my voice is my voice and the tone I make is the tone I make. Right. I don't know how anybody teaches that. I don't know how, I mean, obviously people have vocal coaches, Yeah. but I don't know how it works. Like if somebody, <laughs> if somebody doesn't have an ear or, right. you know, can't make the notes, I, I have no idea how teachers teach how to sing. It is a whole different universe. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff that, you know, it's so personal. Right, because it's inside of you. Right, like if you if your left arm was a guitar, I think it would be very similar. Yeah, yeah, but and and so in doing music and really doing weird way doing it. singing particularly and doing theater, it to me and in that end, it's all heart. You know, yeah, there's a bit of it when I'm reading a song new and I need yeah. to learn the notes and where it's going. But after that, you know, I, I would say it's all heart. When I did, I also did saxophone for about ten years growing up, uh -huh. and. I never felt like I, I don't think I would say at any point in that time it was heart. Okay. Like to me, it was just reading the notes on the page, playing the notes on the page, and you know I was always playing in band in school or in jazz band, and so you know there was I wasn't doing like improvisational stuff, okay. and I wasn't really bringing you know a lot of I, what, what you you know could you know could consider like a heart to it. Um, I think when it comes to improvising. <clears throat> Um, you have to have a certain level of understanding of the the theory and the mechanics and the the notes themselves in order to express them in an emotional way. So, like when you think about like the blues, right? The blues is like the blues is the blues. Like I got the blues. Like I'm, you know, right? But like it comes from before you can. You gotta know what those notes are. You gotta know at least what that scale is, or the fingering on the scale. You don't have to necessarily understand them, but right. you gotta know what where they are, and you gotta know what they sound like, for the most part. But then you look at the guy, the blues guy that's on stage, and just gone. Matt Siegel uh, used to play with him. He's he's been on this a couple of times. Is one of those guys. He would be on stage. We used, to, we used to be in a band together, and he would just go bye bye. Cool. You know, one of these guys. Yeah. And he's just all over the place, killing it. That's heart. And but then, you've gotten it down to like a science where you just kind of like it's in here, it's never going anywhere else. Right. And that's and the goal. There's right? like a level of, uh, too of like muscle memory when it comes to like mm -hmm. if you're like shredding that kind of stuff, like you've done that like mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. hundreds, muscle thousands memory. of times, you know. Um, so, so well, I mean, to, to me, yeah, it's like you know the ultimate goal to me, like in learning guitar or learning it, is if I could get to the point where. I could make I could make the sounds come out of my instrument that I have going on in my head. With with singing, I don't have to think I don't spend any time thinking about, you know, how do I make this note come out of my voice? I just sing the note and it's just there. Whereas any anything with an instrument, there's gotta to get to that point where you know where the notes are and then 
you know, and, and particularly how they're organized. You know, I never got there with, with saxophone. I played for a lot of years, and I could play it if I'm reading it. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I got off the page, I never had that feel for, for like, I could never, I never got to a point where I could improvise with it um, or got to that. You know, but I would say, like, the long-term goal is though at least to get proficient enough that I can. It's like, if I'm thinking about a certain line of notes a certain melody that i could just make that happen and what we're working on right now in our lessons are arpeggios right yes and then once we have the arpeggios under our fingers the practical application of them like in a chord progression like to be able to pull out an e minor arpeggio to just you know at your will you know right. without like having to look at tabs or anything like that. there's a saying when in doubt arpeggio is not the same no it's when in doubt layout <laughs> That's what I was taught. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm talking about. When in doubt, arpeggio. When in doubt, arpeggio. It doesn't even rhyme. No, it doesn't. That's why I do this for a living. Okay. For a non-living. Sure. Nobody pays me to do this. Yep. Uh, you guys have a lesson right now? Yes. We should probably get started. We, yeah, because it's like 15 minutes after. Yeah. But it's, it was a, it's a pleasure. And I hope, how are the half hour lessons working for you? Really quick, because I know you got to go. We actually moved to an hour. You did? Uh, yes, we did. Um, Very nice. But they they were fine at, at, at and then at a certain hour. point you gotta like you have to go. Yeah, it's that. just you know it's like we with an hour you got more time to kind of dig into an idea. Yeah, uh, yeah. If you're trying to learn a song and learn a sk- like a skill like a yeah. new kind of you know arpeggios or a new scale, it's hard to fit that both in the in a half an hour and make you know substantial progress. You need a little bit more time yeah, to to dig into it. It's and an investment you're making an investment in in your life and it, it's a, a priceless investment I hope. You're with a good guy, he knows exactly what to do, how to do it. How is practice pad working for you? It's good. It's good. Um I think I I, I mean to me I I liked I definitely like it with the videos. I like it when like if we're working on a, a particular scale or something where I can particularly if I when it's zoomed in I can see what he's doing. With fingers, right. that's really helpful. Okay, uh, for me, I think that's yeah, that's the, the I mean, that's a really it. good that's a really good tool. To it have is. That. It's meant to be a tool. It's meant to it's so that you can track. It's meant so you can see. It's for the auditory learner. It's for the visual learner. It's for the person mm-hmm. who likes to immerse. The videos. I mean, like I I used to YouTube like uh, how to do this, and like uh, there would be some guy explaining it really fast, and then like I'd try my best to grab onto it. But what I like to do for like my students, as you've seen, is like you know, if we're talking about like a scale or something like that. Like, because I know you yeah. personally, like, I, we can, I can, like, focus in on certain things that I know will work for well, you. Well, it's particularly challenging with the guitar because the easiest view is straight on to the fretboard. Right. But it's really hard to get a camera angled mm. where somebody looking at it can see what string you're actually, like, they right. can see roughly where your finger is, but it's really difficult to see where they're actually pressing right. down. And so... That's a big challenge. I mean, I I, no, I I mean, I use practice pad. I also look at YouTube videos and Got it. all sorts of you know you Got know people it. doing things, and uh, you know I've yet to see one that always gets it right. Uh, <laughs> and some do better than others, but I mean, I just you know there's there's a lot of fine detail going on in a very small amount of space, and yes. that's really difficult to capture. Yeah, that's why sure. I don't, I, it's gonna be until someone figures out the physics of it. I don't think an in-person instructional thing is ever gonna go away. But the physics of it's going to take a very, very long time. Quantum mm-hmm. computing. Oh, yeah, it's going to be like 3D touching, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, all, you, it's all going to be very. Have you been tooled around with, um, like Rocksmith? Have you ever played around with Rocksmith? No, no. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, it's cool. It just, it's, it's just, 
it's yeah it's it I tried a little bit. I didn't get very far, but I was also had never taken any lessons when I did it. Oh. I, I'd be curious to go back and then try it again. Is that like a thing, like a musician kind of? Imagine, so have you, you ever seen like the game Rock Band or Guitar Hero? Yeah, yeah. That Guitar Hero and Rock Band is basically if you had a five fret guitar with one string. Right. That's what Rock Band is. Right. <laughs> rock Smith tries to take that idea, the way it's set up with colors and schemes, and then but make it actually with six strings in the whole oh, wow. fretboard. And it kind of moves around and zooms in, but it's the same kind of thing. You've got a scrolling bar of colors mm -hmm. and notes coming mm -hmm. towards the screen that lines up. So it looks kind of... It, it, it basically says if they, they took that idea from Rock Band or, or Guitar Hero and tried to actually you know, kit it out for the rest of a full guitar... And and it kind of expands its level of difficulty. Like it'll when you play a song, it'll just pick the most basic like chord lines in it, and then it'll it watches how accurate you're playing, and it'll make it more complex as you go along. Cool. And simpler. If like if you're struggling, you can stop it and take a little piece of a song and slow it down. I'll check that out. That sounds. It's cool. it's an interesting tool. I haven't. I I I have. I mean, I still have it, but I haven't gone back to it. You know, since I tried it a, several years ago, I'd okay. be curious with like a year of lessons now and a little bit more comfort how how that goes. I learned to dance from Dance Dance Revolution. Look at that! I know somebody learned how to play drums from from Rock Band. Actually, that was I, I played around with the drums. I, I don't know if I was learning anything, but I had a lot of fun with yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's giving you the basics. Yeah, I mean, well, that's to say, it's like the guitar thing isn't really anything like playing guitar, but the no. drum is not, I mean... It's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, it really is, because you've got the kick, you got this, and you got this, too. So that's, once you're there, you're you got to go. And I know you guys got to go. It's an right. absolute it's a pleasure. pleasure. Thank you for, for being on here, and mm -hmm. I'd actually love to, maybe we can figure out, like, an actual topic of the science behind music. There's a couple books. I'm not a big science behind the the music guy but there is a lesson to it that I, I was think it, i was telling dan before how like i've gone at length on like the the physical properties of the waves and how they interact and make tension happen in recording yeah it, it bores most people it, recording wise I, I can go there in the music you know maybe maybe not not so much sarah says you learn to dance and on those and on that note no pun intended She's busting your chops, man. She's earned that right. She's earned that right. You did a great job. I'm looking forward to seeing those pictures you took at the show. Thank you, Sarah Lords. Thank you, guys. Now get on out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another exciting episode of Real Brave, Brave Live. Bye. Thank you so very, very much. Uh, please like us on the Facebook. If you're probably watching us on the Facebook, you already like us, so I don't even know why I said that. Thank you for walking right in front of the camera. <laughs> Did you say the Facebook? Yeah. Are you Facebookery. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>